on my mind today, I've been thinking about how, in so many ways, podcasting is much more of an art than a science. It kind of starts out as a science. There's technical things that you have to learn as far as producing audio and publishing it online. But once you have those processes down for whatever your workflow is, after that you can really start to refine everything that you're doing. I think one of the challenges that is inherent when someone says, oh, hey, how do I make a podcast? Well, there's a lot of best practices, but there's no singular one way to produce a podcast. That's why in the Napod Pomo Facebook group, when people were asking, well, how do I get a dedicated podcast feed just for podcast post month? It's a tough question to answer because it depends on what your experience level is and what your resources are. And that's just always been true. It's always been a kind of for better or worse situation with podcasting. And I think at this point, if you got 20 podcasters together and said, just tell me what your workflow looks like from when you start to produce your media all the way through to when it's in your podcast RSS feed, you'd find some overlap there. But you'd probably find 20 variations that ultimately achieve the same goal. I suppose you could evaluate each one and maybe decide some are better than others. But if the point is simply to get your media to your audience, every system achieves that goal. I'm a hobby photographer. If someone asks me, in your experience, is there one thing I could do to improve the photos I take? I would suggest using a rule of thirds grid on your camera. It's an easy thing to do. It's built into almost all modern cameras, including phone cameras and it doesn't cost any extra money. Podcasting is a little more difficult. I think the first place I would look at is, you know, what's the overall audio quality? You don't need $10,000 worth of equipment, but if it sounds like uh, you're recording your audio inside a wind tunnel over a phone line, that's probably something you could work on. After that, it would probably be editing. And I've edited thousands of hours of audio by this point, and I still find myself looking for ways to improve. And when I listen back to things that I've edited, I realize, yeah, I probably could have cut that out. And I do, um, I, I don't know exactly what all is being picked up on my audio here, but I'm kind of proving my own point because uh, there's a bird in my room, a cockatiel, and there's an Amtrak train outside, and there's also some people outside, and God knows what other noises. And if circumstances were different for the end point of this audio, I would record differently and wait for 
those noises to quiet down as much as possible. A few years ago, I did some audio editing for my local NPR affiliate, and it was really the first time that I had to edit for the clock where they were giving me, you know, maybe 32 minutes of raw audio that I had to cut down to, say, 18 or 20 minutes. And I'd get some basic notes like, yeah, you know, this time code to this time code. It's kind of boring. You can probably just strike all that. And sometimes I wouldn't. So it was just entirely up to me. And oftentimes the editorial decisions I made are actually what wound up on air. In that process where I suddenly had to think in an economical way, where it wasn't like, well, this is a podcast that's going to go online. doesn't have to be a specific time length. We can leave more in. But the radio clock is a different story. That taught me a lot about cutting, cutting more. The episode I did earlier this month with Jen and I where we talked about Twitter, I'm going to say there was at least 45 minutes of raw audio when we hit the stop button. And I believe the finished episode came out to like 26 minutes. However many years ago, if I had recorded the same thing, I would have left most of that in. But I realized as I was doing it that there were a lot of times when we kind of went off on tangents and we weren't really staying core to the subject of the episode. There's an argument to be made that that's kind of inauthentic to do that, and sometimes I agree with that. But I guess as I've done this longer and I've gotten older, I just respect time more. And I don't want to waste anyone's time. So if they're listening to this conversation about this one specific thing, and there's these tangents in there that don't relate, I'm going to cut that stuff out. Obviously, it's different if you're doing things live. You know, if we were doing that live, well, we couldn't cut on the fly. If we were doing it live to a large audience, and then we were going to distribute it later as a podcast, I guess we'd have to make a decision about, well, what are we doing? Are we archiving the live broadcast? In which case, I think everything should be left in. Was the live broadcast separate? Complimentary too? I don't know. A bonus for people that took the time to be there. Every case is different, and that is part of the challenge, but also part of what makes doing this interesting.